Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right, we are talking Oregon football today, uh, but first be sure to subscribe to the College Football Bros on YouTube and in your podcast app because we've got uh, a brand new Pac-12 episode coming out every day this week. Uh, the question we are answering today is, can Oregon make the college football playoff? So let's break down uh, the Oregon roster before we uh, answer that question definitively. Uh, what do you think of the offense, Ryan? The offense, uh, well, if you're just looking back to last year, was a tale of two halves, kind of, I felt like, for the, for the Ducks. Uh, the first half, they were pretty solid. Started off on a good foot. Tyler Shuck seemed to come out of the gate strong. Thought, hey, all right, this Shuck kid could be, could be the real deal. Then he hit a little bit of a wall. Um, it seems like, I think it was, uh, I guess the cow. They kind of just all of a sudden just had a, kind of jumped off, jumped, fell off a cliff there a little bit there. Uh, but now Tyler Shuck is gone. He's off to Texas Tech. So now it seems like Anthony Brown will kind of take the reins, the former Boston College uh, transfer. And he did pretty well, uh, you know, at least a little bit in the, against, uh, was it Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken right now, um, mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the bowl game. Um, so we've seen him do well. We've seen him, uh, in his, his last year at BC was pretty darn good. He got better each and every year there. So I think with a full year in the system, give Jim Moorhead an actual off season this year to kind of get the offense going. That's going to make a huge difference. Joe Moorhead. What'd I say? Jim. I know you know that. So. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Moorhead. Give him a full year. Actually, give him an off season. I think they're going to do a lot, a lot, a lot better. And they just got a lot of talent. I mean, the receiving core is going to be awesome. They got, you know, Jalen Red and Johnny Johnson both decided to come back. CJ Verdell and Travis Dye, great running backs. Offensive line, four or five guys. I mean, this should be a very good offense and there really is no reason why it shouldn't be. Um, there's talent yeah. everywhere. You look, I agree. So, and Anthony Brown's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It all, it all kind of comes down to, to Anthony Brown and staying healthy because that's been an issue for him. And, you know, or who knows if he, maybe Ty Thompson, the freshman comes yeah. in and if, if, uh, he needs to relieve Anthony Brown, but, but yeah, everything around the quarterback, I, I really like. And with the receiving core, very deep too. Like Micah Pittman, oh, yeah. if healthy, could have a big year. Devin Williams yeah. could break out as well. There's super talented. Oh yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the Oregon defense who they lost Andy Avalos, of course, their defensive coordinator to Boise State. So they bring in Tim DeRuder from Cal, which I thought was a good hire. Uh, it is. Mario Cristobal does, seems to generally do a very good job hiring coordinators. The front six is, is going to be nasty. You got Kayvon Thibodeau, of course, one of the best defensive ends in the country. Uh, they are loaded at linebacker. Noah School oh, yeah. is a beast. Justin Flo was a five star in last year's class. Apparently looked really good in the spring and he's going to probably start the season as a backup. Like when you have a five star talent who looks promising as a backup, that, that tells you what they've got there. Uh, the secondary. So four players who were slated to start last year opted out. Um, and they're, they're, well, they're now, they're gone. Uh, one of them did opt back in and play last year, but anyway, all four of those guys are, are now gone. So, you know, there's, there's still some talent there for sure. Mikhail Wright could be one of the best corners in the Pac-12. They, they had some young guys play there last year and get their feet wet, but still overall, it's, it's not like a guaranteed great secondary. It's still potentially developing. Yeah, uh, they disappointed obviously last year defensively. I mean, the opt-outs hurt, but it was a little disappointing. But I think they'll come back 
to having a, a, a good defense this year. I don't maybe think they're going to be quite as elite as maybe they would like to be. Uh, they do lose some key pieces, like you already mentioned, in the secondary, but they also lose their D-tackle, Jordan Scott. He uh, was a really good player for them for like four years um, mm-hmm. up front, so that's going to kind of hurt the middle of the defense right there. Um, but, you know, outside of that, there should be pretty solid. It's not like they don't have talent stepping in for him. Um, and then one guy I'll mention just that I think he could actually have a kind of a breakout a little bit because he did so well in the conference title game was Jamal Hill. He's going to play kind of the, you know, in in that star kind of hybrid position uh, for Tim Tim DeRuiter. He had two picks, and that did I say that already? I don't think you said that. No, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Two picks in the Pac-12 title game. So um, he has a lot of potential. I think he could kind of maybe help make up for that in that hybrid role. So going to be a really good defense, but uh, not. I don't think it'll be quite the elite defense that maybe uh, the talent might suggest. Okay, we'll see. Um, Let's uh, move on to the schedule. So the non-conference, of course, includes a week two game at Ohio State. Massive game for yeah. for their playoff chances. Though, if they lose, certainly not out of it. You could lose at Ohio State, run the table, and you'd have a, a pretty good resume. Um, but if they win, you know, and they're probably, I think, like a 10-point dog as of right now. If they win, there's a good chance you have a loss to burn in in Pac-12 play. So uh that could be super helpful. Um so long as they can at least win the Pac-12. Yeah, you can't be like a loss for Dub and then Dub makes the title game over them. Of course. Um or in all likelihood, yes. Uh yeah. <laughs> Okay, so anything else you see from the schedule? Stony Brook, big matchup versus Stony Brook. <laughs> yeah. So although Stony Brook lost a tackle to Cincy, so they're they're Probably won't be their best. That's right, man. Year. We're so knowledgeable, wasn't it? Tunstall, or Tunstall? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, man, we're, just, first we're locked in right now. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so it's pretty cut and dry uh, schedule for them, not conference wise. Yeah, they have they um, have five five home games and four road games in conference, which which is always nice. Did you say they avoid USC and ASU? They do. Though I don't know who you want to avoid from this side because they but at they least play UCLA they, and. Um, the other at least one. they don't avoid Utah. Arizona and Colorado, maybe. Like, oh, that's true. Might be the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody else, like, okay. Very true. Um, okay. And, well, they do go at Washington, so there's a slight disadvantage there. Yep. But to the question, and it, it's maybe kind of a dub question, but you can address that. <laughs> can yeah. Oregon make the college football playoff? I, I, you know, is there a realistic chance of them making the playoff? And I would say, yes, there is. There really is. Um, you know, there's talent enough there. Um, if things just kind of bounce their way. And like you said, even a one loss Oregon team will be hard to ignore, uh, for the, for the, for the playoff. So it's no guarantee a one loss Oregon would get in. Um, uh, but one loss Oregon, if they win the Pac 12, that would be hard to leave out. So. Uh, I'm going to have to say, yes, absolutely, they can make it, and I think they have a kind of a realistic chance to do it. Yeah, yeah, and the reason I said it was a stupid question is, of course they can, right? Like, they're yeah. going to yeah. probably start out as a top-10 team, so of course they can. But I, I agree with you. I think they have maybe a better shot than than people think. This, the talent has been piling up under Mario Cristobal for the last few years. Um, I think the, the playmakers on the, you know, the D-line, linebacker, among the best in the country— if Anthony Brown stays healthy and puts it all together, 
and and you know the the young secondary lives up to their to their yeah. talent, then I wouldn't be at all surprised to see a twelve and one Oregon. Yeah, because the, the you know playoff. there is not a another elite maybe type of team from the Pac twelve. I mean, they're obviously not. They could lose to a, a lot of those folks, but they're clearly the you know the the class of the conference right at this point. So they could they could run the table there. Yeah, agreed. I think they are the the clear best team in the conference, but uh, we'll be getting to Washington later in the week, so yep. see what their chances are of, of winning yep. the North, but that'll do it for today's episode of the College Football Bros. Oregon fans, let us know your thoughts in the comments, anything we missed, any part of the team we overrated, underrated, um, and if, if you enjoyed the show, feel free to share it with your Oregon brethren. We are like we say, trying to grow the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow with one of my favorite ideas for an episode that we've had in a while. It was Ryan's idea. So, Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Uh, I'm going to keep that a secret, so tune in tomorrow. We'll see you then. <laughs> You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.